Blog Talk Radio. Hey, 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 happy Friday. It is Friday, y'all. Yes, I'm so ready for Friday. I woke up this morning. I had to remind myself it was Friday because I was like, is this Saturday? Do I got to get up? I'm like, Lisa, it's Friday. You got to make sure you get up on time. You got to be to work on time. <laughs> I know that's right. I am so glad to hear you say it's Friday. <laughs> Girl, you and me both. Okay, for real, mm-hmm. for real. Mm-hmm. <gasps> but those that that that, that uh, didn't join us last night, man, it was crazy up in the chat room. We had some phenomenal oh, guests. Yeah. Make sure you hit those archives. It was a ball here in the chat room. Yes, we had so <laughs> much fun. We had a jail hunt. We had Nikki. Turner, we had um, uh, Marvin. Oh, I don't want to call Melvin. him Marvin. <laughs> Melvin. <laughs> Melvin Jackson Jr. He's an author and an actor. If you saw New Edition, the New Edition um, movie on BET, he's in that. Mm-hmm. Um, so mm-hmm. excited. We have fun. We have fun questions. Um, our guests were excited. So we, we had a good time. Yes, definitely make sure y'all check out those archives. Either on blogtalk.com, you can check them out on iTunes. But, yes, that that yesterday was everything. And tonight <laughs> is going to be everything, too, girl. We got Nikki mm-hmm. Hill, author Nicole Hill. We have uh, director Lazarell Laison, Laison, he was on a couple of weeks ago. He's going to come on mm-hmm. today and talk. We're going to talk everything film. So all of you authors that want to turn your books into film, make sure that you guys have your pen and paper ready because he is going to drop some jewels. We also are going to have the fabulous comedian, uh, <laughs> Poco Brown. 
I don't know mm-hmm. if you guys, she does a um, blog, of a, a video blog every, I want to say mm-hmm. Wednesday or something like that. Oh, my God. It is mm-hmm. hilarious. It's called <laughs> Wine and Something or Moms and Wine. It is uh-huh. hilarious. She is on there, and she's talking real, like real deal stuff. It's awesome. All right. I'm excited. <laughs> Absolutely. I, and, I, you know, we had Honeybee on last month, uh, Mary Morrison. Mm-hmm. I gave her, I texted her to see what day that she's going to be able to come on in February because we promised y'all we was going to bring her back, and she's going to talk that talk. We're going to have some real girl talk up in here. So I'm Ooh. excited. So many things coming in the month of um, March and uh, February, Mm -hmm. this month of February. So I'm excited. I'm excited for the things we got going on in Let's Chat. Also, I decided to bring back Honor Thy Author. Um, And because I have a group on Facebook, it's the WRP Mm -hmm. Book Retreat. And we have a Mm -hmm. lot of authors in there. And I want to. I want to be able to feature them. You know what I'm saying? I want to be able to, I think that me being a promoter, first of all, anybody that has a promoter, your promoter is supposed to create that word of mouth. They're supposed to position you. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I think mm-hmm. that because I have my own my own group, I want to be able to position them. You know, I have my own mm-hmm. authors that I have um with Reese World Publishing, and I always share the things that I know with them to help them be positioned. But your promotion, mm-hmm. whoever does your promotion, is there to position you. And so Honor right. Thy Author will be back. Our first guest is going to be author Peter Mack, and it's probably going to be in the month of April. I'm super busy in the month of March. i got a lot of traveling going on. But mm-hmm. Honor Thy Author will be back, and it will be um, – something we do within the Facebook group. So if you like to be part of that, um, make sure you give mm-hmm. me, uh, hit my inbox, and we can set you up for a day. But I'm excited. I want to be able to just kind of help everybody um, in my mm-hmm. own way because I know I can't, I can, I have bought books. Tony's can attest to that. We've had to stop and go get suitcases. I've had to ship oh, books yeah. home. She had to say, "Lease, you, 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 you gonna buy all them right there like that?" <laughs> and then try to knows. carry them. I'm like, "Girl, <laughs> yes, she know." I, I think I got a, a book uh, addiction. <laughs> I, I think I do, and so I oh, try to make sure that um. I'm still contributing. You know, you can always support authors in your own mm-hmm. way. Um, mm-hmm. Sometimes it can't be buying a book. You know, books buying books all the time, that can be expensive, but helping them create word of mouth is free. Right, right. And for those that may be in the um, market to buy books, you know, and, and increase their library, or even just to get to, new, to know a new author, Leisha and I have come across so many new authors that we've added to our repertoire, but it's just amazing. And you would never know that you would enjoy their work unless they're put before you. And that gives them an, you an opportunity um, to, to get to know an author and know what it is that they love to do. Absolutely. And I tell this story all the time, and I'm going to tell it until I get what I want. 
<laughs> but everybody knows that Sarah Jakes Robert, TD Jakes White, uh, daughter, sorry, is on my bucket list for interviews, right? And so when she started her own podcast, I was like, oh, well, you know, there goes me having her on my show, you know, because I was like, we're going to get her on, we're going to get her on. I thought we was going to get her last year. But it didn't work out, and I'm like, we're going to get her, we're going to get her. Then I'm like, oh, because, you know, when people get their own show, it's like, well, I got to do an interview. I got my own show. So mm-hmm. I was like, oh. But something happened where I was able to get on her husband, Poor Ray Roberts, um, launch team for his new book, Wholeness. And let me tell you, T, mm-hmm. I told you yesterday, I read that mm-hmm. book. I did it on Audible. Um, because somebody hit my mailbox, so I couldn't get my hardcover copy, which I got for $10 for joining the launch team. You see what I'm saying? You have mm-hmm. to – We when we are interacting with authors that are on different levels, we have to understand and watch how they move, watch how they team move, watch how they do right. things so that we can learn the process and learn this industry. So right. everybody that joined his launch team, which is basically the street team, everybody got a mm-hmm. hardcover book for ten dollars. I got mm-hmm. that book for ten dollars. Can't beat that. Year. Right, you can't beat that. And we have a group where we interact. He he interacts with us. Um, he does mm-hmm. videos. He does do videos quite late though. I will say, mm-hmm. I want to know if he sleeps. <laughs> According to his wife, he does not. But he does. Early, early in the morning, late, late at night, we will get a video live where we'll be able to live chat with him, interact with him. It's awesome. Just the experience, mm-hmm. to be able to experience him. And I have so much appreciation for him, not only as a pastor, but as a husband and a man, girl, reading that book, listening to that book was on point. It can meet you at any mm-hmm. level of your life and just take you to that next level that you should be at. It helps you to get into you and understand you and the things you go through and why you do some of the things that you do. It mm-hmm. is so awesome. It is so awesome. Mm-hmm. If y'all make sure y'all go and get your one click popping, get it on Audible, get it on Amazon, Barnes and Nobles. You can go to his website and get it. But that book is so awesome, and that's called Creating mm-hmm. Word of Mouth. I, you have a reader that has read it, that has enjoyed it and now they are sharing mm-hmm. their experience with you and I love mm-hmm. it. That book is so awesome. I think everybody should read it. I really mm-hmm. do. Mhm. It sounds good. It sounds like a book that should be in just about everybody's library just like you said and we learned about and a it will be. lot of other books. Yeah, it we learned about a whole out. lot of other books last night as well. Yes, it just came out on the 6th and it's already in it's in four cat three categories and it's number two mm-hmm. number one in two of the categories and number mm-hmm. five in the third category. And it just came out three days ago. Wow. That's some so, fast and that's, moving. But that's another teachable tool. All of those people that are looking to be on New York Times best selling list, if that is your goal, you have to watch how New York Times bestsellers move. In three right. days, within the first book of that first week of that book coming out, you have to hit a certain number. You have to hit those numbers mm-hmm. for you to get on that list. 
Mm-hmm. It was up for pre-order. He got everybody in the team got a copy on the launch team. And then when the book dropped, because we mm-hmm. got the book before it came out, when that book mm-hmm. dropped, everybody was writing uh, reviews. Mm-hmm. They did um, um, a different marketing techniques. I mean, I learned a lot. I experienced mm-hmm. a lot. It was awesome. It was really awesome. I loved it. Mm-hmm. I know and y'all like to talk about this all time. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? But just by you being a part of that pre-sale um, group, you are able to read it and enjoy it. And like you're doing on the show, uh, since you've gotten it, it's spread the word. So that word of mouth, that book has already developed legs, and it's out there um, blessing everyone that has picked it up and that will pick it up based on your word of mouth. And not just you, everyone that receives an early copy as well. Absolutely. So with that being said, I have learned when you have a street team, you need to authors, when you go out there and you are getting people to be part of your street team, Make sure that you are benefiting them and make sure you're interacting with them. They should all get a copy of your book, even if you give it to them for half price. They should all Mm -hmm. purchase that book from you. On top of that, you want to make sure you're interacting with them, you're talking to them, you're pouring into them, um, because that is your special team. That's your people. That's, that's, that's your people that's going to get that word of mouth going. And then once they mm-hmm. all read the book, you allow them to conversate and talk and, and chew on it for a minute. And then mm-hmm. once that book officially is released, you want them to go, mm-hmm. you want to encourage them to go out and, and put reviews down. I, I remember, I couldn't understand, you know how you have those books that come out and then you got 100 reviews right away? I couldn't remember how people do right. that. I was like, right. there's got to be something. Somebody ain't doing something. But that is how. You got 100 people that mm-hmm. have um, pre-ordered mm-hmm. that book. On early copies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they've read it. And when that book came out, they posted their reviews. Mhm. Mm. That's great. Well, I'm gonna make sure I get my copy in my library so I can be part of that uh, team spreading those legs for the book. Absolutely, absolutely. And I want to, you know, use what I've learned, even though some stuff I already knew, like he did. Th- they did the thunderclap. And um, we utilize Thundercraft. Mm-hmm. We utilize Thunderclap um, with my authors and, and the clients that I have. I always encourage them. That's part of the ideas that I give them for promotional tools. So right. it was awesome. It was an awesome experience. It really was. I've learned a lot. You know, I've met some really, really nice people in that group. Uh, mm-hmm. It's just awesome. It's just awesome. It helps me on the literary side. It helped me on the spiritual side. So when you have a street team authors, you got to make sure you, you are totally wrapping your arms around them and bringing them into your world. Mm-hmm. That's great. I'm glad you shared that with me as well as our listening audience. But uh, for those that are not familiar with Alicia and I, you know, we always have new guests in the chat room, and we just get going like we know everybody that's out there. And for those that may be tuning in as well, 
Here on Let's Chat, my name is Tony. I'm always joined every Thursday and Friday live with my phenomenal calls, the one and only Miss Alicia. She's dropping those jewels over there about getting some new material into your library. But here on Let's Chat, we love celebrating literature, and not just literature. We have a slew of different um, people that come to our doors on Let's Chat. Uh, tonight we have comedian Coco Brown. Last night we had uh, actor and uh, author Melvin Jackson Jr. So we have all walks of life that has come through the doors of Let's Chat, and we love doing it in the royal way, no matter what it may be. Our show allows all listeners and guests to interact in a fun, intimate, and friendly environment. We get to hear the passion behind what it is they do and know why they get why they do it. So we hope you guys are excited for another fun-filled show this Friday evening. Because I'm gearing up because uh, I know it's going to be live in the chat room tonight, Leach. <laughs> yes. Yes, I'm excited. I'm excited. You know, we've had uh, Coco Brown on before. Um, it Was that two years mm-hmm. ago? And it was fabulous. Mm-hmm. And she has, I think in her craft, she has grown so much in her craft. Um, mm-hmm. And the things that she has br- uh, branched out in. And just right. the ability to learn. You know, I'm on this new thing, y'all. I know everybody like, Lisa, I'm on this new thing. I feel like (laughs) everything in your life is part of that purpose train. You have to learn something from everything, everybody you come in contact with. If they're not on that purpose train, they're not pouring into you, they're not educating you on something, they're not showing you something, they have to, it has to be a purpose for them to be there. And all of that has to help you on your journey to wherever it is you're trying to go. And if they're not, mm-hmm. then they need not be there. Mm-hmm. And I love the example that she sets because she sets that example. Mm-hmm. She is on that purpose train. She ain't playing no games. And on her uh, live that she does on Instagram, y'all, she goes in. And she does. She mm-hmm. takes time out of her busy schedule to sit with her fans and talk some real stuff with them. And I love it. I love it. And that's just another thing that you learn when you watch people who move around and how they build their brand and how they interact with their fans. The interaction mm-hmm. is key. Interaction mm-hmm. is key. Because your mm-hmm. fans themselves – they they create word of mouth because if nobody really knows you and you got ten people that know you, that those ten people can tell another ten people who can tell another ten people. You know what I'm saying? Right. But that interaction is key. You have to interact mm-hmm. with your fan base, not just your relatives. Even though relatives, that's that's like the biggest thing because they will go and get their friends if they if they're on your side, they'll go and get people involved. And get your books mm-hmm. purchased, your mom, your dad, and stuff like that. But you got to interact. Mm-hmm. Interaction is really key. That's true. And it also <laughs> it also takes you outside of your comfort zone. It makes you um, realize that it's just not family that's buying your books because you want your books or whatever it is that you're doing in the hands of everyone. And you have to branch Absolutely. out. You have to step out of that comfort zone. And it just makes you grow as well. You know, as you step further out, you're growing. You're you're learning more. You're learning your your base. You're learning the likes and dislikes of of um, the people that read your your material or buy your stuff. Absolutely. So it's great to branch out. I, and you know, I'm a people person, so I love. My daughter tells me, "Mommy, you talk to any and everybody about any and everything." <laughs> Doctor tells me the same thing. He'd be like, "Mom, you gonna talk to them? We don't know them." 
I'm being nice. You ain't got to be nice to everybody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> with that like, being oh, said, Lord. welcome, welcome, welcome. We appreciate y'all coming to kick it with us. We got the fabulous Nicole Hill coming to kick it with us first in the chat room. We're going to take a brief okay. break. We're going to give you some of that Mike and Molly. Since we're talking about book signings and we're talking about family, that is the perfect time to run this clip, and then we'll come back with the fabulous Nicole Hill. Okay. She knew in that moment, not only did she find a lover, she also found herself. (laughs) Any questions? (laughs) Yes. I noticed your protagonist is a very strong woman with her own thoughts and opinions. Say she was here tonight, where do you think she'd like to go to dinner after this? Care bins wherever you guys want to go to eat. Thank you for your response. <laughs> yeah, I got a question for everybody. How cute is she, huh? <laughs> yes, to the man who I don't live with. <laughs> More of a follow up on that other question. If you like Mediterranean, there's a new Greek place two blocks over. It's right next to that rub and tug. Thanks, but I was just trying to get the ball rolling because she was dying up there. We're having Italian. Molly's the author. This is her day. We like tapas, don't we, honey? What I would like is a room full of enthusiastic readers asking questions about my book, but we'll settle for it. Yeah, tapas. (laughs) Any other questions? That aren't about where we're going to eat. (laughs) Well, you've got a fantastic audience. Let's keep this awkwardness going over at the signing table. There and get a book signed. She looks ridiculous sitting there all by herself. I don't want to buy another one. If she writes in it, I can't return it. <laughs> I hear you. Hey, I'm humiliated. I'm not deaf. <laughs> Hi. Who'd you like me to make this out to? I am the one who leads the lambs to slaughter. <laughs> How about best wishes? You are now tuned in to the mother uh, greatest. Um, I've been writing for about two, almost three years now. Um, I have 
the Betrayed series, the Wife series, um, the standalone Blinded by Love, um, the standalone um, The Calm After the Storm, and my new series, Sleeping with the Devil. I'm a mother of three. I'm married. I have three grandkids and two on the way. I'm just, I'm just the average everyday woman, superwoman as they call me. <laughs> I know that's right. <laughs> now, before we get into it, because you know that that title for that last book, mm-hmm, we're gonna talk about that. We're gonna talk. We're gonna talk a little mm-hmm. bit about that right there. Yeah, you know, everybody uh-huh. else with the devil. <laughs> I mean, you, you hear me? <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So when you were coming up with that book, we just gonna jump on into it. What what was going on in the cold world where you was like, I, we got to put it out here like this because the title, you know, we are book bougie here on Let's Chat, and so you know them mm-hmm. super long titles, who, what, where, when, why she loves him. So I, I came with the super long titles. Yeah, I said yes. it those in inboxes. So you got this one catchy title. The title says "By Me." And it says, read me at the same time. But as a reader, I'm like, oh, she's sleeping with the devil. Tell You got to tell us what's going on with how you created the book, how you came up with the title, uh, and what we can expect from your pen in it. Okay. Um, well, sleeping with the devil, I mean, every everybody assumes it's something, like, personal. But it's, it's not. Um, I have people that I talk to, and, you know, we have those conversations about, cheating boyfriends and cheating husbands and, you know, stuff like that. So I was like, okay, so really sleeping with the devil. And I was like, okay, that might be a good book. And that's mm-hmm. how I got that. But, I mean, with that, it's, it it branches off so much to the point where it it does, it's not really dealing with, I mean, it deals with cheating too, but it's a whole bunch of stuff going on in that book. It's a mm-hmm. whole bunch of stuff. Yes, I mean, I've I've never been like the gruesome killing type or you know killing off characters like that, but yeah, this one yeah I'm kind of feeling the killing in this one. <laughs> oh, it's you know get the killing bug bite. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> wow. Now this is Tony um, Nicole. I'm looking at this cover leash. It looks like it's something that you need to clear your calendar before you dive into it. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> With with the um the first one, the first sleeping with the devil cover. I'm looking at part two. Oh, part two. Oh, part two. Look at um, the old part two. Yeah, part part two is. Um, but Kim did a great job on the cover. I got I got to commend her. That was all her. She she I give her my synopsis and you know tell her where I want to go and she this is what she gives me. So she's she's like mm-hmm. she does a great job with the covers. But I mean it's it more or less it's. It goes in depth as far as what Damien is doing and, you know, Natalie, she's moved on and, you know, she found out what Damien did with her mom and what they were doing. And it just, and then at the end, you know, the kids get killed. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to kill the kids off. I didn't, you, oh, I didn't Lord, mean to kill But see, the kids, wait a minute, the kids. you're giving too much info. You got I'm to, you sorry, got, you got to give sorry. them just enough for them to be like, yeah. ooh, and then so they're gonna wanna, they're you got to be like, go buy my book. <laughs> Yeah, they're gonna mm-hmm. wanna know what happened to the kids, or they're gonna know what happened to the kids. So they're gonna have to read the book and find out what happened to the kids. It wasn't that mm-hmm. bad? But yeah, you know I mean, but it's mm-hmm. gonna be a part three. It's gonna be a part three. Just really? not now, is that, that gonna right. be the I end guess. of the? Is that's gonna, is gonna be, be the, the end? end? 
that's okay. going to be the end. That's going to be the end. Mm-hmm. I've only, you know, like with these series, you know, some people drag them out, seven, eight, nine, ten books. I don't I don't want to go through that. Three books and mm-hmm. I'm done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just the wife series has gone on into the fourth book, but that's going right. to be done in four. So, yeah. Then I'm going to be through with the mm-hmm. series for a while. Mm-hmm. Now, this is Tony Nicole. I want to ask you a question while we're on covers and synopsis. When you draw up your synopsis, you know, you usually mm-hmm. take it from, um, like, a good part of the book. But do mm-hmm. you have your book cover in mind when you submit the synopsis, or do you just leave it to the in the hands of the graphic artist? I really just leave it in her hands. Sometimes I have, you know, sometimes it'll be like a little vision of how you may want it. But then I'm not right. very creative with that. Like the visual, I'm not very creative with that. So when she sends it to me, she's like, you know, look at it. If I need to change anything, let me know. But she always nails it. So I'm like, I'm good with that. We're going to go with that. It's mm-hmm. perfect. So, um, um, do you I get like multiples or just like one or two or just the one that she thinks would fit it? Um, We go back and forth. We go back and forth. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's mainly like okay. two two or three pictures. You know, she'll give me a little ideal, and, you know, she'll give me the little vision of it, and then she'll go back and change it and add stuff and take mm-hmm. stuff out that she needs to. But she's real good. Okay. She's real mm-hmm. good. Okay. Now tell us a little mm-hmm. bit about the writing process. What is that like? It's been stressful lately. Mm-hmm. I usually, I usually just write. You know, I have these. I have this movie playing out in my head. I hear my characters talking to me, and I normally just write what I hear or write mm-hmm. what I see. But, you know, sometimes I go through my little drought where, I mean, I'm not coming up with anything. And I try to listen to music and relaxing and just taking a break from it. And sometimes it takes a couple of days. Sometimes it takes a week. But here lately it's like, you know, it's, it's taken me a while to finish these books. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I want to. I want to get better. I want. I go back and I read the the book before, and I try to answer all the questions and clear up any you know misunderstandings they may have in the first book. I try to answer it in the second book and so forth. So you know, it's it's mm-hmm. a long process now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now this now, is Tony Nicole again. I'm oh, sorry. I want to ask you when you're in a drought. Like sometimes you know authors get writer's block. But do mm-hmm. you find yourself going back and just kind of like second guessing, and do you or do you wait to the end? I mean, how do you how do you handle writer's block, and how often no, do you I go back and change it? I don't second guess myself when it comes, you know, when I write. And you see, I write on paper first. So I mean, if I if I do change it, I may and something else may come to me when I'm typing it up. So something else may come, so I may change it then. So. Sometimes mm-hmm. when I get to writing, like, you know, I do my chapters or whatever, and if I'm not thinking of anything, I'll just start typing. And once I start typing the book up, I get more ideas and, you know, I kind of get out my little drought and, you know, I may change a little thing, you know, a few things around. But once I type it up, that's it, you know. I don't mm-hmm. second-guess myself after that. Okay. Absolutely. Now, this is Leisha. You know, we we sound so much alike, so we have to announce ourselves. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I can kind of tell you oh, one yeah. part, though. <laughs> well, that's great. I think mm-hmm. maybe because you know my voice. Yeah. And you know yeah, you get you, you can tell us apart. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so now when you sit down um, and you decided you want to become a writer, like you said, this mm-hmm. is what I want to do. What was what was yeah. going on in Nicole's world that made you step out on faith and say, this is what I'm going to do? 
Well, I mean, I feel like, you know, I've, I've experienced a, a bunch of stuff, and, you know, I, I just write some of the things that, you know, I know about or people that I know that have gone through it. And, you know, it's like I was so afraid to let people read anything that I ever wrote to the point where it was like, well, you know, I could I could, I could, could do this. But then I said, you know, I was like having my doubts. But then I was like, you know what, God gave me this gift, and I'm going to use it before he takes it from me, and we just going to go with it. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Now you mentioned you're a mom, you're a grand. Um, I'm gonna say grandma. Yeah, grandma. Yeah, they, I'm, I'm a nana. I'm nana. Oh, you're nana. <laughs> you're I'm mom. Nana. You're nana. You work. You have so much going on. You are a super mom. Mm-hmm. How do you balance that with your writing schedule? Um. Well, you know, my kids are grown, so kids are grown, so they're not a problem. Mm-hmm. They're not an issue. Grandkids live with their moms. So they're not an issue. I get them whenever I feel like being bothered with them. So it's just really mm-hmm. just me and my husband right now. So, I mean, he, he understands I'm, I write, and while I'm doing my thing, he goes off and does his thing. So it's never it's never like I have an issue with the writing. It's just the part of they're not talking to me. And when I get home from work, you know, some days I may want to write, and some days I don't. I even write at work. So mm-hmm. when it hits me, I just I jot, I jot it down. Because I know if I get home and I don't write it down right then, I may forget it. So I mean, I don't, I, you know, it's never an issue with that. Because like I said, my kids are grown. No babies. Well, let's, let's focus on that for a minute. So you you have writer's block and you've tried the listening mm-hmm. um, to music and. Mm-hmm. So when are you the most inspired? The most in, and this may sound crazy, but when somebody really tee me off. Like when somebody like really makes me mad, I can write mm-hmm. for hours. Mm. Yes. And what so, other times outside of that time? Like a like a a time of the day when you're most inspired. Like right before for bed. Example, time, right before right before bed. Okay, so that's when your ideas flow mostly before you get mm-hmm. ready to lay down and relax. Yep. So it could be that you're a little stressed, like you have so much going on in your world and that, you know, you're trying to make sure everything is being taken care of. And when you are the most inspired is when you're getting ready to rest and lay down and your body and your mind is rested. Have you tried writing in a different environment, like um, writing like at a Starbucks or at the library or somewhere where um, it is not as, because when you're home, somebody wants something. Somebody needs something, or you got to do something. Have mm-hmm. you ever thought about writing in a different environment where no, nobody needs nothing from you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, the park. The park is a good place for me. Um, mm-hmm. I even go, sometimes I even go to the cemetery. Right, the visit, really? to visit my grand, Yeah, to, to visit my grandparents' grave. Yeah, I go to the cemetery. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, mm-hmm. it's, it's different places. Um even I, I sometimes sit, you know, just sit outside of my car and just listen to the radio. Mm-hmm. You know, with those examples that Alicia gave, um, it also gives you fodder for your any type of material. It gives you mm-hmm. things to think about. You can actually see a whole scene, mm-hmm. you know, portray yourself right in front of you that you would not have even seen if you had not been in those particular places, you know. So sometimes yep. it could be fodder, great material. And just yes. get your little spin to it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. 
So tell us what's next for Nicole Hills 10. What, what is your vision? What's going on next for you? Um, well, I'm only I'm only releasing one book this year, and that's going to be mm-hmm. The Wife 4. Um, I have my cousin. Um, he just signed with me. I'm going to get his book published, and I'm just trying to do the publishing part of the thing now. I'm, I'm done writing for this year. I'm just going to promote what I already have and get my artists out there. I'm trying to put a little bit more time because this is what I want to do full time. Eventually, I want to be able to walk away from Geico and say, "Look, I'm just going to be fine doing the publishing and writing thing." So that's what mm-hmm. that's what I'm doing now. That's, those mm-hmm. are my goals. That's my plan, and that's where we're gonna go from mm-hmm. there. And you say you have your cousin's a book that you're gonna publish. Is it something mm-hmm. that you can share with our audience? Is it um, what, shareable it's, yet? It's, it's, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I've, I've been posting his book cover on Facebook, so I mean, it's 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 totally shareable now. It's um confusion in the church. He's a bishop, and it's mm-hmm. more of the spiritual, you know, it's an inspirational spiritual book. Mm-hmm. So it'll be coming out soon. I don't have a release date yet, but it'll be coming out soon. Mm-hmm. And you you and have a publishing tell- house. Mm-hmm. Go yes. ahead, see. Reality Reality Publications presents. Mm-hmm. Okay, tell us a little bit about it. Um, well, you know, after things didn't work out with Reef World, um, I didn't know if I wanted to keep writing books. And you know, my husband and I were sitting down talking. He's like, "Why don't you just publish your own book?" And mm-hmm. we thought about it, and he he came up with the with the name, and we just went from there. I I do have someone signed to me now, Tammy. She's not getting the exposure that she needs because, I mean, I'm not sure as far as her writing style. She writes totally different, but the books are very interesting. And mm-hmm. I'm trying to get her to branch out on her own now. So that's what we're mm-hmm. doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're going to roll it back. We're going to roll it back. <laughs> so exposure. <laughs> exposure. Yeah. Mhm. As the publisher, you are there to publish, right? Mhm. Yes. And um, to push your brand, and that mm-hmm. is limited to the use of pushing her brand. You're you're kind of doing it a little bit at the same time. However, mm-hmm. until her book has legs of its own, mm-hmm. be it from the characters or word of mouth, she's the book legs, right? Yes. So she really should be out there pushing and promoting herself mm-hmm. and her book. Uh, make sure you're encouraging her to go to it. And I, I do. And I try. I try. I try. I try. You know, and it's you know she. I understand she has you know she has kids and she's doing this, she's doing that. But that's why I can only do so much. So I mean, I promote as much as I can for her. You know, I try to get her the interviews and the write-ups in the papers, and you know, trying to get her books in the libraries and doing all that. But you know, I told her, you know, I need for her to do that also. Because you know, at the end of the day, you know they'll believe you more because this is this is your baby. I can only uh-huh. you know I can only stay and do so much. You know, this is your baby. You have to get out and, and do those things. And I learned that from you, Leisha. Yeah, <laughs> I know. <laughs> and not even that, she she has to have a street team. Encourage her to create a team around her that's just focused on her and her brand. And really, um, with that. Um, how can I say this? She, 
she has to branch out. She has to do it herself. I mean, it's mm-hmm. only so much that you can do, yes. But she has to be able to um, start managing the things around her and embrace mm-hmm. her and really, really embrace and, and commit to her future. Yeah. And it's uh, being an author, writing the book is the easy part. But you not only have to promote that book, but you got to promote yourself at the same time. And yeah, I don't exactly. care if you drop in 50 links in every group on Facebook and Instagram. I don't mm-hmm. care if mm-hmm. you have 100 people promoting you. If nobody is checking for you before you drop those links, they're not going to check for you after. And so she has to make sure that she is getting in some of those groups that where there's no um, promoting, mm-hmm. but it's just interacting with the readers, where she's just interacting the morning, the afternoon, the evening, and getting to know mm-hmm. some new readers. I mean, she's mm-hmm. in Atlanta, right? I mean, she's in Georgia, right? Yes. The kickback? The kickback is coming this summit, summer. Encourage her. It's going to be tons of authors there, tons of readers there. Encourage her to drive up to the kickback this summer. Because it's going to be in Atlanta? Drive up. Yeah, it's going to be in Atlanta. It's going to be in the mm-hmm. I'll take that back. But if not drive up, she should really try and get a table. You should get a table, too. Because that's, I, I, you know, that's something I want to do. I, 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 do, then do I really want to do that. You know, and I'm doing the tables right now. Yes, I'm you really can. Working on myself Why not? I'm not a people Why you person? can't do it by yourself? Uh, uh-uh, uh, honey. You're a people person now. You are an <laughs> author. Not, you I'm are a publisher. I'm trying, but I have a hard time just like you know just. Mm-mm, I'm honey. just Mm-mm. yeah. I'm you working on myself. You have some events coming up. Mm-mm. But you I know what? You out that, there. That, Mixing that kind of goes back to what we were talking about. You know, surround yourself with people that you and that do what you want to do. See how they mm-hmm. do. You know, and this yeah. would be a prime example. Like Lisa said at the kickback, there are tons of authors, not just authors, readers, and just watch mm-hmm. how they move and interact, and just and be encouraged by that. Because if this is what you want to do, like you said at the top of the show, you have to kind of step out of your comfort zone, and it's mm-hmm. like it's. It's a perfect opportunity. I mean, it's not just going to be focused on you. It's going to be tons of people. So you just get in the mix and do what you do and, and sell those books, girl, and sell yourself. Yeah. I know. And you can't let fear You can't let fear guide you. You can't let fear um, be that thing that holds you back because in order to be an author, really on social media, you're only going to get a quarter of what you need as far as exposure to get where you want to be. you got to be mm-hmm. out there shaking hands and kissing babies outside of your element. And that's, well, I mean, that's what I started. That's, I've started doing that a little. You know, I do promote myself outside of social media now mm-hmm. because I want, mm-hmm. I want you know, just different. You know, I mean, Facebook, I mean, Facebook is good. Instagram, you know, I've, I've picked up quite a few readers and, you know, people email me all the time, but, you know, it's just, that whole other world that's not on social media. So that's what mm-hmm. I've been doing. And, and I mean, it, it's really uncomfortable for me. So I, I have been stepping outside of that comfort zone trying to do that. It, I'm, I'm, I'm still a work in progress, though. I'm still a work in progress. Absolutely. I see you out there trying to do a little bit of something, though. <laughs> that's all right. You're, doing a little, you're, you're trying to do something. But yes. even if you don't want to get a table at the kickback, Mm-hmm. Make sure you go to the kickback. Take your author to the kickback, both of them. Take them both with you. So 
so that you okay. can see mm-hmm. an example of how to move. You can mix and mingle with readers, readers on your page that may come into town and be like, that's Nicole Hill. You're going to get when that first person notice you before you notice them noticing you, and they're mm-hmm. like, oh, my God, you're going to be like, who, me? You want me to do what? Mm-hmm. I went to a uh, um, uh, uh, 556 Book Chicks, uh, which is a book club here, and they actually put on these um, kickback. Book clubs are your friends. You know what I'm saying? But I went to one of their uh, meet and greets that they had, and um, Ty Marshall was there. And I'm so used to being behind the scenes. I'm used to, to... Knowing people, but they know my name, but they don't know my face. Like, they don't know me. And Mm -hmm. so when I got there, I'm like, hey, how you doing? I'm just falling in the background. Like, you know, this is their thing, and I'm not about to take it over. And so he was like, okay, yeah, thanks for coming. And he asked me my name, and when I told him my name, he was like, Girl, you got to come in here and announce yourself when you walk up in here. It was just like like somebody was really excited. You know, they were excited to meet me. And so you're going to get that experience. And once you get that that experience at something like the kickback, I think that you're going to branch out a little bit more. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm definitely going to have to try that then, yeah. I'm going to have to. Mm-hmm. Even if you don't get a table, just attend. Just see what it feels like to be in, a, in that type of mix because it's going to be a ton of people. Okay. Yeah, they always have over a hundred authors. That's going to be in July. Yeah, it's July fourteenth, I believe. Mm -hmm. And June, they have two big events that are going to be in Atlanta. You have the MBP Publishing; um, they're doing their awards weekend, and uh, the AAMBC Awards uh, weekend. That's that weekend as well. Uh, That's June uh, 9th. Uh, that weekend, and every author you can think of is going to mm-hmm. be in town. So even as a reader, it's the place you're going to want to be. Okay. Because mm-hmm. I have my favorites. I just finished the family business four, and I was not disappointed. Yes, but you oh, was on yeah. our show yesterday, and she is going to yeah. be at the kickback. Okay. Was That's on a great show way to network. It's a great way for you to network, honestly. Even if you just go meet and greet, tell people your name. Some people are gonna know you because you're on your they're on your friends list. But just a mm-hmm. great way to network and meet um, authors, get hooked up. People will say, "Yeah, girl, I didn't know you were here. Was such and such is having such and such and such event? You interested? I mean, that that is just really how it really works when you're networking. And so I want you to mm-hmm. just step out just a little bit. I know it's you got a lot going on. You got a family. It can be scary meeting all them strange people, but I just want you to step out just a little bit and uh, get your feet wet. You can do it. You can do it. I will most definitely do that. <laughs> yes, I will most definitely do that. Now, you know, here on Let's Chat Child, we like to have some fun sometimes. And, you know, T always gives these fun questions. Now, I'm oh. not going to say. Yes, honey, call on him because, you know, ain't no telling what she's going to ask you. You might need to answer I'm just going to say, if you got some pearls, go ahead on, clutch them now, hold your chest, be like, what, in advance. Okay, okay. <laughs> oh, Nicole, thank you once again for joining Lucy and I tonight here on Let's Chat. 
And I'm Thank you for having me. You. you are so welcome. Anytime, girl. I'm going to take you to your your book, Sleeping with the Devil, because that title is just itching for me to talk about it. Okay. <laughs> but I want you to take Damien and his uh, love interest, and I want you to just create a fun scene. And this week's prop that we're going to insert into that fun scene is an ice cube. So we just want you to give us a little snippet of Damien, Damien and his love interest and how they incorporate an ice cube into whatever it is they make on a do. <laughs> Look at my baby. Really? Really? <laughs> mm-hmm. I didn't mm-hmm. know they spot like that. Mm-hmm. We want wow. It's a live season. excerpt. It's a live <laughs> excerpt. Yes, we do live <laughs> excerpts here on Let's Chat. <laughs> oh, you could have warned me. You you really could have warned me. I said me. No, oh, no, that takes away. Let me see. I said, oh. I said, clutch your she pearls did. and call on him. Yes, you did, but I know I was going to talk out of scene. Let me see. Let me see. Damien, Damien had a threesome. Hmm. Oh, yes. Oh, he baby, he's grown, child. He's grown. He, mm-hmm. uh, yes, he, he really he, is. He, he definitely needs an ice cube. <laughs> so, um, let me see. But it could have been, does he have to have the ice cube? Or it don't matter. Know? Anybody can it have it. Matter? Okay, so, nope. so while, so while, um, how did this thing play out? Okay, so, you know, there's some things you can do with an ice cube, because you can put the ice cube on the inside, and then you can do what you do with the ice cube on the inside. I'm just giving you some hints. I'm throwing, I'm just throwing out a lifeline for see, you. I'm while, throwing it out while there. He was get, while he was getting fellatio from, from this other chick, you know, he had mm-hmm. this other chick just, like, sitting in his face. So instead of him just using oh. his tongue, he used the ice cube. Okay. Oh. So we re, we replacing his tongue with the ice cube. All right, now. All right, Ooh, then, Damien, you grown. Yeah, Damien's fine. He's fine. He's fine. Mm, mm. And do a great thing. All right, then. Look at you, Nicole Hill. All right. Pins in the But in record, you need to go back and listen to last night's show and hear what LaJill did with her ice cube, girl. Mm-mm. Oh, you got I'm to go saying. back. Last black yes. top show, honey. I done learned Ooh. some some new ways to use my stun gun. Okay. It's a new thing she can do with a taser. I got that from Blacktop. Oh, oh God. God. You, you don't know what you're going to get when you come to the doors of Let's Chat. We love I keeping see. our guests on their toes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my oh, goodness. We'll never listen to that. <laughs> Lisa got a lot of little new, new things to use with her gadgets. Ice sun guns, whips. Mm-hmm. Whips, oh, okay. handcuffs, blindfolds, chairs. We got to go. Nene Capri was on here talking that talk about that trap five, and uh, she mm-hmm. did a little scene with Coco and Kason. And you know, I was like, yes. Coco needs to be blindfolded. And That's I my book, said, baby. And the whip yeah, love, and everything else. Oh, hers was the hot, uh, hot marshmallow, marshmallow with the melted melted chocolate on it. Yes. Okay. Oh, my are hot. <laughs> Yeah. I could, I could, you know, I could imagine that with Coco and Kason. I could kind of imagine that. Those, those Girl, two, those two, like, she put it out there. Perfect. 
He put it out there. That's right. I wish she had a gone early. She stopped it at a perfect spot. Mm-hmm. That's how you do an excerpt, though. You stop an excerpt right mm-hmm. when it gets good. Just enough to wet their mind a little bit. Then you're like, whoop, that's it. And they like, what? <laughs> yeah, that's how the excerpts work. Yeah, well, we so appreciate you coming to kick with us here in the chat room. You know you are always welcome back anytime. Your authors are welcome back anytime. We do a um, segment, Mind, Body, and Soul segment. So I know that you have a Christian author. Mm-hmm. Welcome back. We can do a mind, body, and soul segment here with him. Just let us know. Okay. Mm-hmm. I appreciate you for having me. You are so welcome. And just before you leave, shout out your social media handles and where they can get your books. Okay. Um, well, I'm on Facebook, um, Nicole Martin Hill. I'm on Instagram, Nicole um, Whitehill75. I'm on Twitter, Arthur Nicole H. All my books are on Amazon. You can get on Barnes and Nobles online. You can go to my page, my author's page on Amazon, or you can just hit me up on Facebook and say you want one, and we can go from there. I heard everything but a website. I need you to get that. You need one of those. Yes. You need that. You need I'm working on that. I'm, I, okay. I am. I'm working on it. I'm working on it. You know, Leisha's always in mode. She's she she be paying attention. She, she is. She, <laughs> she is. always in on point. But I appreciate I appreciate I appreciate her so much because if I ask her something, she's gonna always let me know. You know, and she just she's always kept it real with me. So I appreciate mm-hmm. her for that. You are more than yes, welcome. You know, if you need me, I'm always here. I, I and you're proving that. You're proving that. <laughs> Well, thank you so much once again, Nicole. And Thanks like for like me. you said, you're welcome at any time. Okay, thank you. You are you're welcome. welcome. Have a great evening. Have a great evening. Mm-hmm. You too. Okay. That was fun. I know I do what mm-hmm. I do. I've been told I was overbearing. I try not to be that way. I can't help it though. I no, like people to you win. Mean. I like everybody what? to win. And it's like sometimes I, I'm in prom- I think I'm in promoter mode and publisher mode all the time. All I'm like because time. you're always branding. Like, books is a mm-hmm. serious business. You are always branding in everything that you do at all times. Mm-hmm. And so when mm-hmm. I, I hear people telling me about their vision, where they want to go, their passion for the things that they want to do, I'm just like, ooh, mm-hmm. you need to add this. And, ooh, how about you add that just to help them win? You know, every time right. I'm, you know, now, don't get me wrong now, because I'm going to charge some coin. But sometimes I don't. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I just like to, to bless, be a blessing to others and pour into them. Mm-hmm. But that's a good thing. And sometimes they may not be aware of it, and you're just uh, letting them know certain things. And I know, like Nicole was, they're very appreciative. Absolutely. I appreciate her. It was it was awesome when she was an author at uh, Reese World when I first started working with Reese. So mm-hmm. I've seen her grow as an author. I've seen her pen grow. I've seen her mm-hmm. grow as a publisher and just moving around in the industry. And so, yeah, I'm really, really proud of the, the moves that she's making. Mm-hmm. So am I. So am I. And for those that are just tuning in, you know, Lisa and I are going to be hitting the road a couple of times this year. I, we've been invited to uh, work with uh, Monique at the MVP 
events that she has coming up. What is it? Uh, what is it? The Road to Essence, please. That's a new one. Yeah, we're gonna be in Essence. Yes, we will be at Essence, and my goal is for us to do a live show. Now we have this equipment, and I haven't quite learned how to work the equipment effectively <laughs> with Blog Talk, and so mm-hmm. I am in search of an engineer to help us in this effort. Um, we do have mm-hmm. a back we do have a um device that T bought us last year, um, to be able to do interviews. Uh and we can upload them into onto the show and do later shows with those interviews. But I still mm-hmm. want us to be able to like really do a live interview where we are. So that is my goal for Essence to make sure mm-hmm. that we are able to actually do a live interview. If not, we still have our our um, podcast um, recorder that we, we use mm-hmm. at the um, different events, which it comes in handy, so I'm so glad he got that. Um, so we have that, so we'll be doing short interviews with that, but my goal is outside of our short interviews and um, being able to mix and mingle with all those fabulous authors that are going to be at Essence and the celebrities mm-hmm. we are going to meet at Essence, I want us to do a live show. So that's really my vision. Mm-hmm. And it should be so much fun. So if you're in the area or even if not, you know, catch a flight, it's going to be so, so much fun. And in addition to the Essence uh, event, we're also going to be part of her uh, Atlanta Book Expo, and as well as yes. uh, Tamika Newhouse AAMBC Awards. Absolutely. And then I will be on at in Detroit on the 19th with Michelle Moore. Now, Michelle Moore, I don't know if you guys have experienced her pen as an author. She's a fabulous, fabulous author. But she owns a bookstore. It's called Her Books. It's one of the only books. It's probably the only bookstore um, in Detroit. Mm-hmm. Um, I always call her the plug. She is definitely the book plug. But on the 19th, mm-hmm. she has her Hustle and Grind Books Fair. If you are in the Detroit area, Chicago, Indiana, make sure y'all are heading to the Ohio. Make sure y'all are heading to the city. Canada, make sure y'all are heading to the city on May 19th. It is going down the hustle portion. She's doing that old school book hustle. If y'all don't know, Michelle Moore was hustling before Facebook doing books and hustling books before Facebook um, Mm -hmm. had a life. And so she's doing that old school hustle. This is the old Mm -hmm. school way to sell books in today's day and time. And Mm -hmm. she has got it on pack, on lock. It's a meet and greet with some of the hottest authors in urban fiction, erotic contemporary Mm -hmm. fiction. She got big authors, middle-sized authors, new authors all coming out to grind. The way she has it laid out is bananas. So from noon to 6, they are doing the Mm -hmm. hustle portion, which will be at – the community um, center, I believe, down the street from where her store is. She has a bookstore on Seven Mile mm-hmm. in Detroit, mm-hmm. and that is from noon to six. That's where you can just meet readers, book, you know, sell your books. Um, right. And then the grind is from six to midnight. Now, if you've never been to Hood Books, this is how they do books all the time. When they have mm-hmm. book signings at their event at, at the Hood Books headquarters. This is like right. all night. They are grinding books. They got readers out. You're going to sell books. You're going to get readers. You're going to interact. You're going to mix and mingle. So make sure if you are in that area, 
make sure if you're a reader, go on out there. May 19th, mm-hmm. if you, and I don't know if mm-hmm. she may be running out of tables because I want to say the tables were limited. So if you're mm-hmm. thinking about trying to be part of that event and you want to grind your books out, you want to learn the grind, the true book grind, right. make sure you hit up Michelle Moore and get details mm-hmm. on how you can be part of her event. Mm-hmm. And also hit up our archives. She was on our show a couple of weeks ago uh, talking about the event, and uh, that's one wish least that I wish I could attend, but, you know, can't make them to all, but you're going to be there representing the chat. So make sure you get out there and support those authors, and most of all, support my girl Alicia and get out there and meet her. <laughs> Absolutely. I will be there as a bystander. You know, I'm, I wouldn't let her have – one event, her first event without me being there. You know, Miss Michelle mm-hmm. is always behind the scenes. I can call her, pick up the phone and call her for anything. And I think I'm really mm-hmm. blessed in that way that I have authors that I can just pick up the phone and call. You know, there are people mm-hmm. that uh, the average author cannot reach out to, you know, or mm-hmm. she will pick up the phone and say, you know, you know, I got this going on. I got that going on. So I have right. great author friends, and I appreciate them all. Mm-hmm. It is. It's a, it's a blessing. Absolutely. Really and then you have March. Don't forget March. We're going to be in South Carolina. Mm-hmm. That's that is with, uh, March. Miss Author T, right? Miss Author T, yes. We're going to be in South Carolina with Miss Author T, March the 9th and the 10th um, is her event. So I will be mm-hmm. there. Um, she said that uh, she was is going to honor less chat. And so we're excited when anybody acknowledges the work that we do. Um, so I'm excited. I'm excited. I wasn't mm-hmm. even expecting to be for us to be honored. I was just going to support her because it's only three, it's three hours away. I could be that support. Mm-hmm. Um, right. And that's what it is. And you know people are doing events in your area, near your area, close to your area. Go on out and drive mm-hmm. out and give them that support. Yes, it's so important, and it means so much to them as well, just to see you guys come out and just support. You don't always have to buy everything, but when you, your support is just invaluable. Absolutely. I definitely, definitely agree with that. So we are going to take a brief break. We're going to hit you with some of that, Mike and Molly. Okay. Uh, we're going to do the sell yourself. You know, we haven't played Mike and Molly in a minute, and I love, mm-hmm. <laughs> we love, 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 love that show. It's a great example for authors that are, are moving and learning how to move. Um, but we're yes. going to play that clip, and we will be right back. This book that sits before me is the physical manifestation of all your hard work, the fruits of your labor, the vessel in which you've laid bare your soul, exposing it like a freshly waxed orifice. Bring it to your bosom. Oh my god, it's real, my own book. Oh, and look at me in that brown sweater. I find it, but I really am an autumn. I want you to enjoy this moment. The crowning achievement for every writer. I will. I I have dreamt of this day. Good. Now wake up! 
<laughs> you're not a writer anymore. From now on, you're a salesman, a carnival barker, and that book is your bearded lady. You're a dog-faced boy. You can join twins. I get it. I gotta sell the book. Now, forget about the book. You gotta sell yourself. Okay, cut it out. You must brand yourself like Stephen King, J.K. Rowling, that chicken soup for the soul guy. Okay, I get it. Just stop throwing it. We'll start the media push with radio. Oh, radio. <laughs> this might want to be on TV. Well, that doesn't get on TV until this goes viral. Blogs, podcasts, social media. This needs to spread faster than gonorrhea in a Dutch prison. <laughs> Guess he's got jaywalking in Amsterdam. <laughs> Launch party. You just tell me when and where, and I'll throw in something brown. <laughs> Love to have a grand launch party oh. for you. Unfortunately, the golden age of publishing is long gone. Oh, I miss the glamour, the money, the cocaine. Mostly the cocaine. You know, I snorted sweet and low once. It mostly just stung, but I got into that sorority. <laughs> That's not to say that we're not going to celebrate. It'll just be a little less showy. Oh. <laughs> Book launch! Yeah! Oh, is that it? Unless you have some cocaine. <laughs> Are you an author looking for promotional services? Or a reader looking for a great read at low prices? In this competitive world of books, Fighting Royalty Promotions is dedicated to bringing authors and readers together to build a greater respect for literature through our various promotional services and online bookstores. So head over to writeloyaltypromotions.com and check us out. You know, with all the things going on around the world today and the music that we put out, we tend to forget about doing something for the kids. So I want to write a song strictly for the kids on this one to remind them to keep their heads up. Sometimes the kids can feel a little bit discouraged and lose their way. So this song right here is strictly for them. From the old head, Omar Tabri. Reach for the sky, reach for the sky. Go get it, girls. Go get it, guys. Aim real high. See if you can fly above the stormy clouds. Make your family proud. Reach for the sky, reach for the sky. Don't ask how, don't explain why. Just do it, girls. Just do it, guys. Reach for the sky, reach for the sky. I don't gang bang. I don't corner hang, I don't still change, I don't do them things, I ain't perfect though, I'm just trying to grow into a better joke, or a better chill, and I keep it real, real smart yo, I just want to know, as much as I can, that's the master plan, written in my hand, ideas are like sand, man they're everywhere, give yourself a chair, I can do it y'all, I can hit the ball, then I win the game. Have them scream my name. Man, it's like a dream. It's like LeBron's dream. Do it for the home team. Reach for the sky. Reach for the sky. Go get it, girls. Go get it, guys. Aim real high. See if you can fly above the stormy clouds. Make your family proud. Reach for the sky. Reach for the sky. Don't ask how. Don't explain why. Just do it, girls. Just do it, guys. Reach for the sky. Reach for the sky. Yeah, I'm older. 
to now, but I was once young, a little high strung. I ain't wanna walk, I would always run. Walking ain't fun, you're moving way too slow. I'm fast minded, yo. But some things in life are much better slow. To learn them things you need to know, as long as you stay on the go. I thought this world like a cake, smelling good like mama meant. Every day I wanted some tasty cake, honey buns. So I made some lemonade to sell it to new friends I made. One dollar, five dollars, ten dollars in my bank. It's my mom I need to thank for teaching me them ABCs. How to make my own money and save it up for property. Reach for the sky, reach for the sky, go get it girls, go get it guys, aim real high, see if you can fly, above the stormy cloud, make your family proud, reach for the sky, reach for the sky, don't ask how, don't explain why, just do it girls, just do it guys, reach for the sky, reach for the sky, yeah, you tell anybody out there who try to hold you back, that the old head, the book writer told you to go out there and get it. Cause life stands still for nobody. You dig me? So you go out there and make it happen for yourself. Omar Tyree, he will be kicking in the chat room doors pretty soon. I got a text from him the other day, so I'm excited. We have our mm-hmm. next guest to come and kick it with us in the chat room. Okay. Welcome, welcome, welcome. How are you? Hello? Oh, hi, hi. Hey, how you doing, right. Good, 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 just in this L.A. traffic. Oh, well, welcome to right. the chat room. Thanks for joining us. <laughs> <Nah>. <laughs> I'm happy again. to be here. I'm happy to be here again, again, yeah. I think <laughs> last time I was pretty much in the same situation. You know? Traffic. <laughs> yes, you were. Traffic. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Now, for uh, those who don't know or are not familiar with your work, tell everybody a little bit about yourself and your work. Uh, my name is Lazrael Lison. I'm a um, originally a film director writer. Uh, I've done like a host of like at least five feature films and commercial short films and all of that. Uh, and also, I have a debut novel on this Tuesday, February 20th, uh, entitled Neighborhood of Dreams, inspired by True Events. Mm. Exciting. I'm okay. so excited for you. You know, we have to be stalkers, right? Because we got to find out what you got going on. Now, um, are you are you doing scholarships for local high school seniors? Let's talk about this for a minute. Oh, oh wow. Okay, okay. Well, basically, one of the things that we're doing is I've always, you know, had a passionate, you know, a passion for giving back and, and, and making a difference, you know. And and it's so unfortunate to me. It's so um, – I've been hearing about – I'm originally from Arkansas. Um, and, and when I grew up there, I left about – I left in like 2002. And when I left there, you know, in certain areas were were like pretty decent areas, you know. And so now when I hear about it, it's like I see so many young people just 
killing up each other, just no purpose, even though it's always been like that. But I guess it really brought it home to me when I really see it so close to where I was before. Um, am I coming through fine? Yes. We oh, you hear you perfectly. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay make sure. So, so with this, with the scholarship program, I want to use, I want to use the prestige that I've, that I've, gained over the years from film and things like that. And now with the book coming out, I wanted to use this as a platform to be able to use a lot of, use some of my uh, personal resources and everything to be able to like go to different schools and to just, and, and, and unite people in this, in this current climate uh, mm-hmm. with like low income people, not necessarily, it ain't, it ain't, my whole thing is like not making it a black thing, not making it this. It's just low income people. You know what I'm saying? People that, mm-hmm. that don't have the necessary means all the time to be able to like, cause you know, when you get ready to go to college, you may, you know how books be killing people, you know, because books may be a thousand dollars, you know? And so, you know, mm-hmm. so my whole thing is like, you know, to be able to uh, give people that opportunity to give them additional money to be to like, you know, when they, Going to school, giving them a just applying uh, supplying scholarships. We're doing six people. If that, I don't want to ramble too much, but we're doing uh, uh, six selecting six students that meet certain qualifications, and yeah, we're gonna help them. Absolutely. Starting off is catering to we we focusing on Arkansas because I'm originally from there, but then. Depending on how it how it does, we'll go from there. I love it. I love it. Now, what what made you want to be able to step out? Now, did you start a nonprofit, or are you just are you doing this teaming up with another um, program? Well, how, how did this come well, about? This right here. What I wanted to do first was I wanted to. When the whole idea I was brainstorming a while back, and I said, "How can what can we do to make an impact?" Because that way, it ain't like it's all about you. It ain't uh-huh. like where it ain't all about me in this process. So I said, like, I could have made this uh, a nonprofit and and just say okay, and try to get money from people. But I wanted this first go around. I wanted to show people that I'm personally putting that I'm personally putting wood wood in the fire. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Just to show people how passionate I'm about this process, and and so and it's basically my company. We're doing this first go round of this right here, and then you know, of course, we'll be doing. You know, if people want to come in, because I believe that once people see how passionate I am about it, then you have more people jump on board once they see you putting wood in the fire, and so and mm-hmm. that's what we're actually. That's what we're doing this time. The first go-round is basically, as of right now, I didn't reach out to anybody to take any money or whatever. I wanted to personally uh, put, you know, we was putting 100% of it in for each student. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, Lars, this is Tony. Um, what do you feel are the biggest challenges that you face trying to get this vision and this passion into um you know, fruition? Uh, I think the biggest challenges that I faced, I faced them a long time ago, you know? Uh, mm-hmm. 
Because right now, none of these are challenges for me because I've I've overcome so because I've been doing like everything that everything that really has allowed me to be able to step in the book world and and do certain things. You know, well, you know, like even when it came down to marketing and advertising, I've learned all that stuff from film because I've I've dealt with film for so long, and film is a more a, a far more expensive medium, and it's like so overcoming all of those challenges. When I get to get to this world over here, I've already been through all the hurdles and stuff in the past, so I don't really, you know, look at I face too many challenges. I think I've now been put in a fortunate position where I can come back and, and make some type of difference, even if it's in a small way. Right. Exactly. So, so, so I haven't faced too many up here challenges, and then, and then, and then I think that having people like Omar Tyree in my mm-hmm. corner, and then mm-hmm. Omar Tyree, Omar Tyree introduced me to his team, having like Nicola Mitchell working with her, mm-hmm. and, and mm-hmm. you know, so I think that having people like that in my corner as well, on this throughout this process. It, it it keeps you from making too many mistakes mm-hmm. because you got people mm-hmm. that's in the book world. Because I would be be lying if I said that you know you can't just come from the film world and jump in the book world and know everything. But I believe right. that you come right. into the, you come into the book world and then you surround yourself with like people that have done like twenty books or people mm-hmm. like that have achieved such a great level of success in the book world. If you do that, then you know. Mm-hmm. It's all good. Mm-hmm. Wow. Now, this is still Tony last. Um, I hear the passion behind the many things that you have accomplished and the things that you want to accomplish. But I want you to share with us and our listening audience, what is it that you love about your work that it just makes you, it's just you just love about it? I think that the, the place I've gotten to now I love being true to myself. I love being, I love, I love speaking from the heart and, and, and doing something where I can go and, and, and this, and this is what, you know, basically where I can go and show my mom and, 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 and certain people that, that out there, they can appreciate, say, wow, that was, that was beautiful. That was, cause I feel like a heart reaches a heart. And I've done film. I've done early films in my career where, where I would not show anybody because of the fact that the, the content. Because when you mm-hmm. at that place, you are trying to do something to sell. It's a difference mm-hmm. between trying to do something that you're trying to get somebody to sell. Because in the right. film world, in the film world, especially if you do something that goes to DVD, the more, mm-hmm. the the more like out there the cover of the the cover of it is the more than likely people are gonna pick it up and watch it. So mm-hmm. so and I, I've been through that phase, but I'm at a place in my life now where I just wanna be true because, you know, I wanna be true to myself. I wanna be I wanna I wanna make a difference. Because mm-hmm. I'm a I'm a win anyway because I'm at a certain place in my life and I know I know how to do something that's that has the commercial value, mm-hmm. but now it just 
kind of doing two tying it all together. How can you how can you impact somebody's life and at the same time mm-hmm. make give it commercial value? Mm-hmm. That's powerful, Laz. This is still Tony. That is very powerful, and I thank you for sharing that with us. But when you first started on this journey and you've had different avenues of the journey that you've taken, did you ever feel that you would come to this point and, and what you said, being true to yourself? Because I think that's the key to life, to just want to be true to yourself. Did you ever think that you would end up just feeling that no, and no, expressing no, that the way that, you just I, passionately I think life. It? I think life makes you... When you first start in the business, you come in like most book writers, I think. You come in because mm-hmm. most book writers, a lot of times, they start off like probably been writing since a child, you know what I'm saying? And you write right. like those beautiful yeah, stories about, yeah. yeah, you write those beautiful stories about how beautiful this is and how beautiful that is. And then you step out here into like, you know, say if you go to film, then you step out there and you're like, damn, that ain't going to. That distributor don't want that. Ain't nobody gonna pick up that screenplay. It ain't. Mm-hmm. It ain't true enough to this, or it ain't that. So you end up going this route. You going this route where, where it's like, okay, you end up doing something. Say in the film world, you end up going. They say, wow, you need to do a horror movie. That's what sells. Mm-hmm. Then they like, okay, you need to like diversify your cast and make it where you have. 20 different ethnicities in it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then, then they, so with all these journeys that you go on, and throughout these journeys, you grow, you learn, you get better. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. at the same time, I think you kind of lose yourself in it. You kind of lose mm-hmm. yourself because because then you suddenly, by the time you look up, you're way out there in left field, and you mm-hmm. like, and everything, and everything you're doing is it becomes good work because it becomes because you grow and you get better over time. But mm-hmm. it's one of those situations where it just product. You know what I'm saying? It's just product because you're only doing it to sell. You ain't really doing it from the heart. You're just right. doing it to sell. And so and that's a big difference. Yeah, it's a big difference. And then you get to a certain place where I had to reconnect with that, where you go back and it's like you find out like say you got to be true to yourself. And I think that was my, my that was my 360 journey, you know? Just coming back mm-hmm. home almost, you know, and and just mm-hmm. being because cuz the way I wrote Neighborhood of Dreams is basically the way I the the, the way the heart is speaking is the way I was before I even came to Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Because because my heart was on my on my shoulder when I first came here. It was like when you talk to me, you see my heart. Then mm-hmm. you get, you know, you you run into the, 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 the crap of the business, and then it kind of makes you a little bit more guarded, a little bit more, you know, mm-hmm. just, just the way life does, you know? Mm-hmm. Everybody, I always say, everybody, they're going to do. But then once mm-hmm. they get out of high school, reality hits them, they were like, okay, wow, it ain't, it ain't what I thought. You know, you got to right. pay bills. You do this, you got to do that, you know? Mm-hmm. So, That's so true. Real life starts. <laughs> real life starts, and the winners are the ones that know how to adapt and say, okay, mm-hmm. real life, and they welcome that. So, I mean, like mm-hmm. me personally, I, I loved it. I, I loved it because I went off to college, jumped. I mean, 
I mean, the stuff that I did when I was at that age, like, you know, now that you're old and you're wild, I wouldn't, with what I know now, I'm like, man, it ain't, it ain't no way I would have just jumped up and came out to L.A. the way I did. Because you mm-hmm. know more now. But back then, right. it's like that optimism, just like that, that like, you know, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that, you know? Mm-hmm. And, you know, but it's a, but it's mm-hmm. a, did I, did I answer the question? Yes, you did. <laughs> Yes, you did. And it also lets, you know, and I, and I thank you for sharing that because it also, I want to add to the winning circle is to what you already expressed is being true to yourself and learning to be true to yourself because a lot of people don't get to that point. You know, just they continue to just go round and round and round. And you've had your share of experiences in L.A. and even before getting to L.A. And with all that being said, what have you learned to be your biggest virtue that you would not have learned had you not gone on this journey that you've gone on? Wow. I think it's just, it, 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 I, I would have went on some journey, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. whether, I, whether I came to L.A. or not. But I, I'm mm-hmm. happy, I, I'm happy that I made this journey because, I know so much more, more worldly. I've seen the world. I realize, I realize that everybody, you know, I remember my first year of college before I, before I went to the University of Arkansas. I remember mm-hmm. it was a Christian college. It was a Christian college. I remember going out there and everybody was reading their Bibles on the yard. And I'm like, in my, my small little mind, I'm like, wow, this is the way life is. <laughs> and then, and then when I, and then from there when I went to Fayetteville, I'm like, oh my God, they have sex, they doing this, they doing that, you know. And 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 it was definitely an it was definitely an eye opener for me. Mm-hmm. And then, but but you know, going from a place like Arkansas, biggest mm-hmm. thing a lot of times is like when somebody asks you, who's your pastor? You know what I'm saying? Right. That was that. Sometimes right. they'll be like, "What church you go to?" In LA, nobody asks you that. They say, "What do you do?" Oh. <laughs> they, okay. they say, "What do you do?" That's what people. That's right how people start point. conversation. Straight to the point. And honestly, it ain't straight to the point. It's how people make conversation. <laughs> that's how people make conversation. Oh, okay. So what do you do? So what do you do? And and I remember when my brother first came out to LA, somebody asked them that. He was like. Ain't none of your business what I do. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, it was got <laughs> Because in some ways, it's almost like people sizing you up to see what you do, so they can see if they, you know, uh-huh. how they can, how they can benefit or whatever. But, uh, but, but that's. But, but I, I'm to gonna me, say this, so, guys. With me being on the East Coast and you on the West Coast, and how we do it on the East Coast, what church do you go to? <laughs> What church I go to? <laughs> I'm just being facetious. Are you asking me? Are you asking me what no, church I mean, I mean, it's your choice to, to, to reveal it, but I was just being facetious because I was feeling <laughs> some kind of way. You know, I'm, I'm on the East Coast. You over there in that L.A. traffic. You know, we already know what you do, so. <laughs> so, is church big out there, right? Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, it's a lot of people go to church here too. I'm I'm very big on it. I mean, uh, uh-huh. and all that. I mean, I grew up I grew up in it. When I'm in Arkansas, I go to church all the time. 
and and let me let me say this right here. I find that I find that churches here, not all of them, but I, but you know it's just something when I think about when I go home to Arkansas, and I'm just gonna make the comparison between the two. I find that maybe because maybe because this Little Rock is, is small city, people right. are more people are more uh, pure. You they you actually believe they believe what they're saying. You know, they don't have the ATMs, ATM machines right there. Like, oh, don't worry about it. We got the ATM machine right here. It's an ATM machine in the pew. Put your card down. You know, and you actually believe that how genuine this person is about the Lord, you know? And I think that's mm-hmm. what people need compared to, I mean, you got the the mega churches here. I remember when I first got to L.A., I was in church every Sunday, and I'm it was a big church, and they was passing out. It'd be people that are networking, passing out flyers for the strip club. And, mm-hmm. and, and, yeah. and I can even say, I can say the name of the pastor. You know the name of the pastor's church. I can tell you the oh. name of the guy. I mean, everybody would know him. But that's okay, what people well, say. Well, that person's there. They use that as, oh, no. they use that as a... Oh, what church? Hear it, it, was, it, was, it was Clarence McClinton Church. Yeah, it was Bishop Clarence McClinton Church. I mean, and, and, and how I know that, and how I know that is because the guy came to me and gave it to me. Gave me a card, you know, a flyer. Because mm-hmm. it's a big... It's a big place of uh, people come that networking, which yeah. makes sense in that regard. And I and I just always found that, like for example, like if you if you Denzel and all that, or people of that stature, of course the pastor he personally gonna pray for you. But then if you regular members, all the other mm-hmm. path, the smaller preacher gonna pray for you. It just it's just really like it's just a very uh, commercialized, and again, I'm not speaking in as far as everybody, but that was just mm-hmm. my experience early on, because we're in a Hollywood place of L.A., and mm-hmm. and you know, and so that's kind of turned, which a lot of people like within the Hollywood circle I know, you just mm-hmm. evolve. I think you evolve and you just. Learn more, and you I, just realize, you know. But I want to go back. This, this, this is Tony Lab. I want to go back um, to something you said that's very interesting about the when you went to church in um, Arkansas. You felt that uh, it was the people were more pure, and um, why is it because you feel that it's a small ch- small church, small town that the big towns, the big cities, the big churches. Their pureness doesn't exist as much. Well, I think that big churches begin to to water down things a lot more. They like, you know, hmm. they because I mean, you got like like one pastor said he don't believe in in in, in being with one woman, but yet at the same time, and, and I've heard people say like. Well, a pastor is only a man, but I'm like, okay, if that's the case, if he's struggling with the same thing everybody else is struggling with, then why is he getting paid a million dollars? Right. You know what I'm saying? Why is he getting paid all of that? And I just find that it just, I don't, you know, it just, it's just interesting. I just find that maybe because people in smaller towns 
are not distracted by they not distracted by so much stuff that But at the same time that, at the same time they're distracted by whatever it is they're distracted by. But I wanna ask you this. I'm just going a little I'm just I'm we're just conversating, we're just dialoguing. How many large churches have you attended? <laughs> See that's why <laughs> hey that hey hey that's why I said I'm not I'm I'm speaking about the experiences I've had with the big churches. That's okay. why that's why I'm saying I'm not I'm not generalizing it by no means. And I say it's a lot okay. of great, great churches out here, but I'm talking about the experiences I personally done had at churches in LA. I just in LA. And now that's what I'm saying. I'm, that's why I say when I say small towns, I mean like small places. Like it could be any church. It can be like it could be like because now I'm just talking about not these these big mega churches. When I'm talking about the okay. when I'm talking about like the mega churches that sometimes get so commercial and things like that. But you know that's what I'm saying. So I'm not speaking like you know uh, you know um, I love Jesus. <laughs> That's just, put that disclaimer out there. Say what? Put that disclaimer out there. Yeah, I love. I have no problem with like. Uh, I, I believe that you know, you know, we all grew up. I grew up that way, you know, and um, mm-hmm. and I believe in love. I think love is the ultimate. Should be the ultimate religion. I think that it, it you know, treating people the way you would want to be treated, and and all yeah. that. So, you know. <laughs> okay. All right. I'm, I'm going to let you off the high seat because I don't want you to backpedal. I'm not going to put you out there. Because, you know, I can take, take this debate a little further. Can you tell? <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, but it's like, you know, yeah, it's like God is good all the time. You're going to say that God is good all the time. <laughs> Don't 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 break out in tongue on me now, lads. <laughs> don't break out in tongue, like. Yeah. Oh, I saw man. some of the um. I, I saw some of the most. I was in um, because I travel, you know. So I was in um, in Russia, in Saint Petersburg, and Moscow, and I saw some of the most beautiful Christian churches that I've mm-hmm. ever seen over there. Yeah. So mm-hmm. some of the most. Beautiful architecture, so you know. I can imagine. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> okay. basically, basically, when I'm in Arkansas, I go to church every Sunday. That's a beautiful thing, guys. That's a beautiful thing. <laughs> so, what we gather from that is because of experiences you have had. You don't necessarily have a a regular church home in L.A., but you do prefer more um, a more spiritual setting instead of because I do agree that sometimes church is really religious and not and it gets beyond the people. It's more about the process. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, and, and and again, a lot of times the reason why I don't actively go to church here every Sunday because I'm always busy. I'm on uh, mm-hmm. I'm doing, I do a lot of stuff on Sunday, so but you right. know um but yeah I mean it's it's you know if I had, you know I mean 
Yeah, basically what you said. <laughs> okay, we are Absolutely. moving along, guys. I want you yeah, to tell us a little we bit don't, about we don't this. We don't, we don't get off there, yes. <laughs> okay, so we love the fact that you're not only a producer, you're a director, you're a writer, but there are a lot of authors that want to take their books to the big screen. Um, talk a little bit about that process of producing and directing and, and getting your your screenplays where you want them to go. Well, I think first off, I think that the, the hardest part for every writer to get to is, 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 is realizing that what you write on paper, by what you particularly write, particularly uh, what you first start off writing, by the time it gets to the, to the actual screen, it went through so many different edits. And a lot of times when just because uh, you got to get to the point where you open to criticism, you open to somebody saying, okay, we need to adjust this. You need to adjust that. You need to make changes here. You know, and, and a lot of times people are very close to their work to the point where they don't want to adjust anything. Mm-hmm. And, and, I, and, and that's the first thing. Step to especially if somebody gonna put their money up for it, unless you unless you're spending your own money to do a film. But if somebody else gonna like spend their money for you to do a product or put a trans a transfer this book to screen, then whoever's right. spending the money gonna be the one have to pretty much say, okay, we need to make this where where um, it it where it needs to be for somebody to buy it because you gotta always remember like. Um, I learned this when, you know, when when I when we was dealing with one of my last films, and you know Walmart, mm-hmm. you know it, it was in Walmart, it was in all these different stores, and and the distributor will always say to me, he said, you know, a distributor is one thing, but again, mm-hmm. the distributor, even though the distributor may give you money, because we got money up front from the distributor that that bought our film from us from us. But then mm-hmm. the distributor got to re- they got to recoup their money from somewhere. So and the way they do it is Walmart may buy it, and if Walmart buy your product again, Walmart only way Walmart is going to make some money it's got to be where it's satisfactory enough where the consumer come in and buy it from Walmart. So mm-hmm. people got to realize that that you know even if that you know you have to when it come down to to, to books or whatever you have to like write something that that and be open to it it's getting better and it has to go beyond what you think is your own genius the problem is sometimes we think like okay it can't get no better than this and oftentimes it can get better than this you know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and you know and then in order for in order for a um, a distributor even to want to take on your book, everything comes down to units. Because I have, and I was telling, I was telling Omar this, that um, I have a, a close friend here in the, in the, um, in the, out here in the, in the states. He's one of the biggest uh, record, independent record uh, execs in the U.S. You know, he handled all the stuff with Snoop Dogg and all of them. And every mm-hmm. time I have a, every time I have a movie come out or even uh, a video or whatever, the first thing he asks me when it comes down to movie, he don't ask me how is the movie, is it good? He say, 
How much did it sell? How many units mm-hmm. did it sell? And that's mm-hmm. all that people with money think about because when a book come out, they're like, okay, if you have a book come out and somebody say, because the, the, the execs look at like, okay, if, if you sold if you sold certain amount of units and you're an independent person and you're going mm-hmm. out there pushing these type of units, imagine if you had a machine behind you. That means you got an audience that, that wants your stuff. And then, and then you take that and then they know, like, if they turn that into a movie, you already got, say, like, right here, you already got, say, 10,000, 20,000 people bought your book. And you all, mm-hmm. so they know that it's, a, it's an audience for it. And then so happen, the, uh, you more than likely to get somebody a big machine to be, like, want to get behind it, to, right. put money, to put money behind it. Because you're asking for somebody, honestly, you're asking for somebody to go and put even if you say, even if they gave you five million dollars to do your movie, or just say if they gave mm-hmm. you, let let's bring it down, let's make the number smaller. Say they gave you two million dollars to do your movie, mm-hmm. to, to turn your book to turn your book into a movie. Now, that two million dollars, you gotta decide. Now, now follow me here because I'm about to break down some serious numbers here. So, if they gave you two million dollars, that'd be say they gave you two million dollars for the production aspect of your movie that's for mm-hmm. talent that's for everything like talent uh the the shooting the hiring and all of that stuff like that so that two million mm-hmm. now you got the development aspect of it so you have to have money for the development portion of it and that's where you hiring you hiring everybody all the crew and different things and then when you have the and the thing where people get lost at the reason why people like like independent producers don't make money is because people don't think about marketing. They don't think about mm-hmm. marketing aspect of things because $2 million don't go that far when you think about if you got development in there and you got talent because if you want, because you got to also think about the value of the talent out here on the market. Because if you go mm-hmm. get sale, if you want, if you want Idris Alba in your movie, right? Mm-hmm. And you got two million dollars, and then then Idris is like, okay, his people saying Idris ain't gonna work no less than a million. So if he's gonna work for a million dollars, and then you got development of the film around three hundred thousand, you ain't mm-hmm. got no money left. So you already nope. you already spent all your money, and then no. you have like then marketing sale for big company come in and they wanna. If a big company come in um, and they want to um, get behind this movie, then you may, mm-hmm. depending on how many theaters they put your movie in, you may end up spending $10 million on P&A and marketing. Mm-hmm. So that's what people don't, when it come down, so when, when the companies pick up a book, they, it's got to be a sure thing. So that's a, that's a tough, tough uh, thing for somebody to want to dump a lot of money into a book unless it's pushing units. Unless mm. they can see like, okay, it, it, it's a lot of traction for it, you know? And I can like, understand I, that. I think that a lot of times people don't know what they know because they know it. They know they have talent. They know that they have a passion for something. They know that something is part of their vision, but they miss those small details of who, what, when, where, and how. 
How do I move it? Um, who do I, I network with? Who do I work with? How does this work? How does that work? I think if they understood the industry and how it worked, I think that more people would be more um, successful. Yeah, I just think that people, yeah, I, I totally, I totally agree with that and realizing that, every, I mean, it's, it's it's the same reason why you have people that write screen, out here, people write screenplays like in most places people write books. People just say, I'm mm-hmm. writing a screenplay, and they get so excited about the process of writing a screenplay, and then when they're done with the screenplay, they don't have none, they don't know what to do with it. They don't have no, they have no A, B, and C plan. I never got, I love writing, but I never get excited about the process unless it's an outcome to it. Because I don't want it to, I don't like to dedicate six valuable months of my life to something. And then you waste that. And then you have, then it's like, okay, now what? And that's what so many people do. And I think that in the book world, you have to have marketing. You have to have something. It's got to be something bigger than you while you're doing it. Because, you know, mm-hmm. and it helps. Because if you're just going to do a book and throw it on Amazon, which is fine, which is fine, but at least, but at least if you're going to do that, have some marketing set aside what that's going to make you stand out on Amazon. Mm-hmm. That's all. That, I mean, mm-hmm. that's, that's the process because – if you got, um, I heard one time somebody said, I can't remember if it was 30000 or 300000 They said a month, they said how many books are being released per month. It mm-hmm. could have been 30000 mm-hmm. uh, uh some way out there number that was, that was thrown out to say that's how many books are being released per month on Amazon. Mm-hmm. And I'm like saying, wow, if you got... Just even if you say thirty thousand books are being released per month on Amazon, how would your book stand out if you don't put nothing into it? Mm-hmm. That's deep. That's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's true. And I, yeah, I learned that through uh, you know, and just sharing it and just sharing it with friends. That ain't that ain't that ain't gonna really help it get out there because. We all know, like, friends support, but friends a lot of times, a lot of them want something free. Hmm, <laughs> I'm just true. saying. That's just, that just the way friends are, you know, just friends like, hey, you know, can you hook me up? That's so true. you have to expand beyond your base of people. And the only way mm-hmm. you do that is you got to market. You got to put it out there. You got to market your stuff. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I have a question, Laz. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to go back to to the putting books and just in movies in general. How important is it to try to recoup the the vast amount of money that you put into um, a movie in that first week of release? How important is it to really get your your fan base, or just to get people into the theater? just to watch that movie, to try to recoup? Is it mostly recouped in the first weekend a movie is released? Oh, uh, see, see, when it comes down to theaters, people people don't people don't understand because people think like the first thing people say, and this comes from being and in, in getting experience out here. Like uh, 
when people say the ultimate thing is getting that book into the theaters. But honestly, theaters is like oftentimes when something goes to the theaters, most of the movies that are in the theaters don't really make money because the theater, the theater, the theater take half the money up front. The really? theater, like say if you got a dollar, the theater take 50% because they got to make money. Right. And then and internationally, when it goes to internationally, theaters only get theaters, you only get a quarter of a dollar internationally. Wow. So so that just mostly for the exposure of it. Most mm-hmm. money is being made from like the TV, the the uh because half the films you see, like for example, if I did a film, say five million dollars. Right. And say say five million dollars and it's a action movie and then the then the people then the distributors say, Okay, you need to get uh, the investor be like, Okay, if you get Wesley Snipes, say Wesley Snipes, Van Damme, all of them, you get them attached to your movie. Now the investor feel more comfortable because now with Wesley Snipes or Van Damme, you can go and pre sell your movie. Say you because of the action movie, you can go to China. China would be like you go to the film market and China say mm-hmm. Van Damme mm-hmm. Van Damme got a, a lot of value. So mm-hmm. Van Damme be like his his value over there, they may be like, Okay, we'll pre sell your movie. We'll give you for Van Damme being in your movie, we'll give you three million for Van Damme being in your movie. So they buy the rights to China for that movie. So automatically, so over there, you already so you already made back half your budget already that you just spent. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. So that's why it's so important. That's why it's so important who you have in your film, and that's why people don't people don't because you if you got certain names in your film, you can end up making back your money before you even start shooting. Mm-hmm. Follow me? Yeah. Yeah. And that's mm-hmm. the, that's, yeah. The, that's the complexity of the situation when it comes down to that because it, it you want to make money, but oftentimes 99% of independent films don't make money. Mm. 99% wow. of the time. And you think about it, you think about it, if you did a film for like 200000 and and I came in and I and I and I came in and took and, 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 and put say I came in and put five hundred thousand dollars worth of worth of marketing in your film. Right? Put five hundred thousand mm-hmm. dollars in your film and your film wouldn't even be out there but only because I'm putting this marketing in your film. So then your film gonna need to recoup back at least uh Five hundred thousand plus, maybe like at least seven, to at least a million dollars before you see a dime of it. Because wow. the, the distributor gonna have to get their cut. The other people gonna get their cut first. They gonna get their cut plus a big percentage before you see anything. Because mm-hmm. you, you don't have any 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 leverage. That's why I mean it's the same reason why you see artists in the music business. They so sad all the time. Everybody got the same story. Like we got robbed, we got this, we got that. Because mm-hmm. you know that's the way. Because the producers are putting up so much money on top of that, and they they putting up so much the marketing money, and they got to make their money back first. And yeah, I mean it's all about honestly. It's, and, and 
Oh, and I guess the next question is how do you make money then, right? Right. Yeah. How do you make a how do you make a profit? The best way to make a profit is all about who you have in your family. You have to like like I was talking about when you get like a that's why the industry is so centered on names. Having names in your film because if you got names in your film, you can make a profit. you can make a profit off of it. And then if people see that people see your value, you bring in something to the table. If that makes sense. Right. You bring in something to the table and it's all about who you have in your film. That's how you make and then you're gonna get you're gonna get your money back up front. You gotta get paid up front. Mm-hmm. You know, wow, and that it, it, it's a film. It's a very complex. It's a very complex industry because you know, um, yeah. I mean, but if you, it's all about who you have in your film. Because I know a person that put like they spent like seven hundred thousand dollars on a film, and it was on a, a on a comedy film. They spent around seven hundred thousand dollars, and they put all these names all these B-level names in the film that a lot of people knew. And then all of a sudden when the film was done, it was, it was funny, but, the, mm-hmm. but they couldn't find, but they couldn't find not one person to buy their film because they like comedies don't make money. Really? You know what I'm saying? And they made zero. They made nothing off of it. So it's about understanding the market, understanding the market and make, and that, and that's not to kill nobody's dream as far as doing a film, because I think you should do that, but I think you should definitely be educated going into it. And that's mm-hmm. why I think with books, with books, it's so important that advantage some people will have in books is if you sell units and you got a huge following and you got a huge mm-hmm. following and you got lots and a, a big base of people in your, and they could tell how your units are selling, then the distributor wants you. And if they want you, they're going to pay you. Mm-hmm. That's the key. That's the advantage. But the, the other, what I'm telling you about before is the fact that a people that, if they, it's almost like an NBA player. Like, you know, an NBA player, you look at, well, let's just bring it home like LeBron James. NBA players get rid of players all the time. They, they they mm-hmm. will a player wake up a player wake up in the morning and don't didn't even realize he got traded. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And but mm-hmm. yeah, and they don't they don't care. But when LeBron James decided to leave, they said he wasn't loyal. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. right. so my so my whole point is is like it's about what value you bring. Mm-hmm. And in, and and in the in, in the film world, if you bring value. Then people more than likely to get to go head over heels for you and give you the money that you want, you know, and, and all of that, you know. Same way with Tyler mm-hmm. Perry. You know, like I knew people that worked at Lionsgate. I had a meeting with Lionsgate, and the guy was just setting up, you know, maybe because I was black, he just felt like he wanted to just use black examples. Because <laughs> 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 like he had to use black examples, but but he was like saying, he said. He said, like Tyler Perry, you don't think you think I in you think I watch any of those movies? No, but uh-huh. he make money. He make money, <laughs> so you know uh, he make money. So and that and that's the bottom line. 
Mm-hmm. And, but, you know, he brought it home. I understood what he meant. <laughs> right. He made his point. And that's what makes me really appreciate Kevin Hart. Like, it to me, he is, like, really, really, really genius um, Or when he makes his business moves. Can you talk a little bit about that? When you have skills and you come in contact with these different projects, um, you have so many actors and that put their their music and put their their skills, their directing skills, to some of these projects. You even you have Keith Robinson, who is an actor, but a lot of the movies and shows that he does, they have a lot of his compilations on that. Talk a little bit about being able to cross your skills um, to be able to market yourself and push your brand. Yeah, I mean, you you have to do that. You have to do because if you don't. I think I think it's, it and got so I think one of the one of the first people that started that, um, at least in my in my lifetime that I remember, even before Tyler Perry was Master P. He yeah. was one of the first people that, mm-hmm. that got crazy that was cross marketing the heck out of his stuff and and you know because I remember uh, right after college I remember his stuff going. He had artists that they didn't even advertise that was going platinum <laughs> because people got one album, then they're like, "Wow, you know, let me go see what else on the on the on the catalog." So I think that. So I think that um, with that a lot, you have people just now because that they know they base of people, you know, like when you have like Beyonce, you know, she know whatever mm-hmm. she do is just. Her base of people gonna go buy it. So it's so if you can do that and you have a, a a legitimate enough base of people that's gonna go and 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 it actually can can help, then I, I would suggest that. But it's about again not being delusional, not thinking that you're bigger than what you are until you get to that place. You know. And with Kevin Hart at this point, he's big enough, you know. But he's a very he's a rarity when you when you talk about this industry. Can people can people do it? But you know your base of people. And if you can do it, if you can cross market as much as you can, I, I totally, totally suggest it. And I mean and in some cases, even with me as a director, I can do it in some instances. But even me not definitely not big enough to on a major scale where I could put my own item on this particular person unless the less the big actor willingly agree to endorse it. Because they know what you're doing in film. It's hard to get a certain actor to do certain things because they know what you're doing, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh. So I guess wow. it all depends on your base. All depends on your base and how and when you get to a certain place in this business Everybody know you what you're trying to do, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I got, uh-huh. I got a, yeah, I mean, yeah. Everybody know what you're trying to do because Every, everybody mm-hmm. trying to use whatever leg they can to get endorsements from mm-hmm. certain people. Well, you've shared so much with us tonight, Laz. You've really educated us and our audience um, with your visit in the chat room tonight. So we thank you and appreciate you. I hope I, I hope I was really helpful. I mean, if I if I wasn't yes, clear, yes, you were. Yes, you were. Now we know. We, you ma- know you. 
Uh-huh. Go ahead. I was just going to say, but my main thing for people, the two main things I want people to take away from from this when it comes down to taking their books to film, first mm-hmm. off, I always say, well, three main things. When you write something, when you start writing a book, have an end goal in mind. Your mm-hmm. end goal needs to go be bigger than just doing it. First off, you need to make sure that you edit the content great. But it's got to be bigger than just doing it and putting it online. Mm-hmm. You got, it's got to be mm-hmm. just going like, okay, because if you say, okay, if you say your budget is just say I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to shoot it real low. I, it may be too low. Say if your budget for your book is spending $400. That's mm-hmm. it. That's your budget. I would work towards say, okay, I want to try to figure out a way to get and, and raise my budget to two grand. You know what I'm saying? That way you have a budget for marketing. Because if you want to get your book out there and you want people to see it and you want people to take your book serious and you mm-hmm. want somebody to ever consider your book. 